0: Welcome to Epiphany Fellowship's podcast, where our goal is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged by today's message and will allow the word of God to dwell in you richly. If you're grateful that his love won't let you go. I'll let you do it that what you will but if you're really grateful you'll, you'll show your gratitude to a God who will never leave you. Pastor Kurt already said it and never forsake you. All right. That's all right. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to move. We're going to move. Amen. Uh, um, uh, let me do this. I, I want to say uh, thank you to all of you who have prayed. Uh, this has been a huh, uh, uh, a week. Um, and this text that I'm going to preach today is, is not easy. Um, but I'm going to preach it. But uh, one thing I do know is that the Lord's love is indeed consistent. Remains always. So even in moments like this, where uh, many of us preachers get weighted throughout the week, we know that the Lord will be faithful to lead us through it. I want to uh, thank my beautiful wife, uh, who usually, yeah, yeah, who uh, usually uh, is upstairs. She decided to come on down today. Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Um, But I know that God loves me because he decided to give us now a four-month-old, even though. (laughs) Yeah, so this is the first time I'm preaching with a living child in my presence. What can separate me from the love of Jesus? Can death do it? No, it can't. I'm grateful that I got a God who loves me enough. Who will still give me glimpses of hope. Even here on this world. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down, sit down. Sit down. Alright, come on, y'all. I gotta preach. 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 I gotta preach i gotta preach um i do want to also uh shout out my best friend whose birthday is today davon miller i love you bro happy birthday i appreciate you thank you for your prayers and 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 all that so if you have your copy of god's word meet me in who lord help me please meet me in isaiah chapter six Now, every time I said Isaiah chapter 6 to anybody I talked to um, this week, they were all like, dang, doc, you're going to preach that? Y'all, I thought y'all was going to give me something. Y'all ain't give me nothing. All right. Y'all think this is easy. Okay, here we go. Um, even though y'all see that. No, I'm sorry. I said sit down. Let's honor God's word. Like, can we all stand? Can we all stand? Isaiah chapter 6. We're going to go from 1 to 13. We're going to do the whole thing. We're going to preach the whole. I'm going to try to preach the whole thing. Amen. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. Uh, we're going to read on 3. Are you ready? 1, 2, 3. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, and the hymn of his robe filled the temple. Keep reading. May the Lord have a blessing to the readers. Where If I can tag this text in our exchange for the brief moment that I have, I want to tag it, he really is holy. Amen. He really is holy. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for the opportunity to open your word. Now, Lord, um, all the preparation uh, that I've tried to do um, is good. It shows diligence, but unless you help this preacher... Unless you soften my heart to speak the truth, the whole truth in love. But Lord, I pray now that your spirit would be felt now in this place. You would touch the hearts that are callous towards you. Would you open their eyes? Would you help them to see that you're a God of grace, but you're a God of truth and justice as well. Lord, touch someone's listening ear now, either in this room or online. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And every glad heart said, amen. amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. He really is holy. Uh, 105.2 billion dollars I ain't got that <laughs> I ain't nowhere near it yet uh, but if if uh, if you're like me you you kind of was like dang man I, I wonder what I could do with that type of money you know I I, I tithe it. I'd give it to the church you know we'll be in new buildings and all everything will be nice but um Ain't none of us got that, because otherwise, we'd be there, too. Um, uh, but this man, Warren Buffett, is worth $100.5.2 billion. Somebody said, that's disgusting. Dag. Uh, he, he's, he's considered one of the richest men. He has high value according to his status, or his status is high value, right? Um, he, he, he's considered elite. Would y'all agree? Right. Okay. But, I mean, it's the truth or not. Like, you, you know, he, he up there, right? Uh, but but what, what's interesting is he's not the first to be that rich. And I'm almost sure in the way the world is going, he won't be the last person who's that rich either. We, we actually see in, in our text today uh, that a king has died. But, but can I tell you about this king for a second? Y'all got to talk back to me because I, I, I can't do this silence thing. Y'all got it. It's a whole lot of black church in me. You got to talk back. OK, amen. we going to this is one on one. We're going to do black church one on one. Here we go. Are you ready? Amen. But but look at look at look at verse one. It says in the year King Uzziah died. Stop. Now, who, where do we see this king? We see them in 2 Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles chapter 26, uh, verse 1. It says, all the people of Judah took Uriah. How old was Uriah? He was 16 years old. It's a young dude. Gets chosen and selected. And it says that God is with him. And, and God being with him, he gives him and makes sure like He like the kingdom is set. Like and literally this this chapter, if you get a second, just go ahead and read. It's good. It's good for the uh, for the ears and the eyes and all that good stuff. Right. But but what it says is that he he was with God and God gave him favor in so many areas. Areas in which like he was able to to build things. I mean, like high towers and temples, he he was able uh, to even have an army. And then not only with that army, he was able to supply everybody a part of that army with armor. Let me let me let me show you. Let me show you. It says three hundred and seven, three hundred seven thousand five hundred were equipped for combat. It was a powerful force to help the king against the enemy. Uzziah provided an entire army with a sh- with shields, with spears, with helmets, with bows, with slingshots. It says in verse 15, it says, So his, his, his fame spread very far. He was a well known man. He, he would be considered a Warren Buffett of our day. And. And later on in verse 16 of that same chapter, it says, but, but when he became strong, he grew arrogant. And it led to his destruction. He, he acted unfaithful against the Lord, his God, by going to the Lord's sanctuary and, and burning incense at the altar. It says... That, that some of the priests began to take a stand against Uriah because of what he was doing. It says in verse 21, so Uriah was, uh, was diseased. He had a disease until his death. He, he had to be quarantined because he, he took advantage of the opportunity to get into the temple, into the presence of the Lord, and the Lord gave him a disease. It says he was quarantined. This is a sidebar. Uriah had a reason to be quarantined. But you, sorry, some of us, even before the pandemic, have been quarantining from God and his church. Uriah had an excuse to actually stay home. Some of us just don't want to come. But here's, 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 Here's what's interesting. You don't want to come, but yet, you're everywhere else. Let me keep moving in the text. Let me, let me, let me, let me. We we, we wonder why we're lacking spiritually and emotionally, but you've been quarantined from Christ and his church. Be careful, saints. How long you quarantine? <laughs> it goes on. It says, but Uriah uh, had a serious condition, and, and uh, he, he, he was excluded from the Lord's temple. So now the prophet Isaiah wrote about the rest of this event uh, in Uriah's reign from the beginning to the end. Uriah's reign is ending, not just, it's not just significant for Isaiah, but it's a turning point for Judah, for Israel. It it, it it it's a turning point that starts with isaiah now the question is what does isaiah experience right now y'all ready you sure look at look at what it says it experi- he experiences the holiness of god yeah. Yeah. remember i said this is a turning point for not just israel but also for isaiah isaiah is the start of this certain point and he experiences the holiness of God. If you didn't get it yet, this is what this whole sermon is about. It's about the holiness of God. So get ready. You ready? Verse number one, it says, I saw the Lord seated high on a high and lofty throne, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Did it move you? Did it did it get you? Maybe uh, maybe you got uh, uh, some of it, but, but others of you are, are still taking your time. I- Isaiah can't just be in the presence of God and not acknowledge his glory. Yes, yes, yes. He has to say what he sees. <laughs> he can't be in the presence and have a a mummy praise. I- Isaiah says, I can't help but to let the world know what I've encountered. I think the people that's screaming are the ones that had an encounter with, with God. But, but here, here it is. Here it is. Here's my first point. The first of three, and I'm out of way. I promise you. God's holiness necessitates acknowledgement. Yeah. God, one more time. God's holiness necessitates acknowledgement. OK, here, here, here it is. Watch Isaiah. Notices first. He notices the throne. He said it's high and lofty. <laughs> you aren't going to respect or understand God's throne until you read uh, what goes into thrones back then. Can, can, can I show you just just some of the thrones? Here's, here king, here's uh, king Solomon's throne in, in Second, uh, Second Chronicles, chapter nine. It says the king also made a large, uh, a large throne and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps and there was a footstool. Co- like the footstool is covered in gold. What? You, you go walking and then you put your feet up on gold. Anyway, I'm just telling you what the thrones looked like back then. OK, y'all with me still. OK, it's covered in gold. Uh, it says the armrests uh, uh, of the seat, there they had two lions on the side of them. Two lines. It was it was bad, man. It, it, it was it was crazy. It, it says. And then on the steps that's coming up to the throne, it had a line on each side. And that was gold. I said, Dad, God, that's a lot of gold. This man got some bread. Right. Watch this. It says uh, 12 lines on each side. Now, Now, I think this sounds a lot like some of our birthday chairs. Y'all know, y'all know them chairs y'all sit in on y'all birthday? Oh them big old thrones that you flop down in and have everybody celebrate you. Yeah. you, you it sounds it sound, it sound something like that, right? Now, now uh, oh, it's a rented throne. Thank you, Pastor Kirk. I, it's a rented throne. You can't even keep your throne. That'll preach by itself. It's all right. Let's keep moving. Now, 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 now some of y'all looking at me funny. But I, I've been watching. Uh, I'm not going to say what trial it is, but I've been watching this, this trial. Lord, have mercy, Jesus, Father in heaven. Uh, it, I know. Right. Um, and and the judge is just biased as all get out. But he's sitting up there and he knows he has power to dictate where it goes in his high and lofty throne. Yeah. OK. You you you, you said you see that one. Right. Uh, Here's 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 another one. I want to come down your street. There's some personal thrones that you've created and you think that you can run your own life. That, that, that you can you can rule and, and reign and you, you make really wise decisions. But 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 can I tell you about the throne of the judge in that trial, the, the throne of your own heart, the, the throne of, of kings and, and, and princes and, 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 and king, all that? You can take all that and throw it in the trash because it against God's throne means nothing. It, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't stand a chance it doesn't it doesn't hold its weight when you look and experience God sitting on his throne God's throne is higher and holier there is no other throne like his the acknowledgment here is not the throne in and of itself it's always and forever will be About the one who occupies the throne. It's always. About the one. Who sits on it. He says. I I see the throne. It's high and lofty. Then he says. And the hem of his robe. Filled the temple. The, 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 The temple. Can barely hold. His hem. Know who you're dealing with. His whole robe is not even in sight. It's only the hem. What, what did Jesus say? Somebody touched me. What, 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 did, what did she touch? She touched the hem of his garment. And something left him. That just shows that there's power in the hymn. You you, you can't help but acknowledge the holiness of God. And when you look at his holiness, you you might not even see all of him. But when you get a a glimpse of him, when, when, when he when he opens up himself and he just shows you a little bit, you ought to rejoice and acknowledge, man, I've just witnessed somebody who is greater than I. Let me get moving. Not only does Isaiah acknowledge God, but but look at verse two and three. I love this. The seraphim were standing above him and they each had six wings. Two of them covered their faces. Two of them covered their feet and two of them they flew with. And they called to one another. Holy, holy, holy (laughs) is the Lord God Almighty. Uh, his glory fills the earth. This is deep. Though though they were created to be in the presence of God, they still humble themselves by covering themselves. You got to understand. They they didn't like they, their their assignment wasn't wasn't on earth. Their assignment was to be with God. And yet they still Say, I'm going to humble myself and cover in the presence of God. (laughs) Not only does Isaiah acknowledge, but the seraphim acknowledge that he's holy. And so this is what I have a hard time with, because we get to church. How about this? We're at home, and we experience God, but yet never acknowledge him. Let me keep moving. I told you this this sermon is not one of them things that you could just go on by. Here it is. They they say holy, holy, holy. I love the way one commentary, uh commentary says it. It it, it talks about uh how this is first seen uh in 2 in Kings. It says uh it's, it's talking about um uh it says pure gold, but it can be translated gold gold. It's a it's a superlative. But here here. They said, this is where we see a super superlative. It says they, the the superlative was was made for that. You You can explain that by saying gold, gold. But when you talk about God, there has to be some more acknowledgement. So you can't just say holy. Because when you really feel it and when you experience him, you'll say Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> you, 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 can't, you can't help but to, to, to continue in a posture that says, maybe I started here. You're holy. But at the end of the day, I got to humble myself because who I'm dealing with yeah, it really is, really is holy. <laughs> What's also true about God is that everything uh, must respond to him. Watch it. Verse 4, the foundation and the doorways shook at the sound of their voices, and the temple was filled with smoke. Not only does Isaiah respond to God, the seraphim respond to God, but even creation responds to God. Everything Everything. Can I can I look you in your face? Everything responds to God's holiness. (sighs) Not, Not only does does Isaiah acknowledge God's holiness, but now we must deal with another reality. Isaiah has to deal with himself. Watch the text. Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. I, I, I get scared for us when every time we're in the presence of God, we never really leave convicted. We, we, we always leave on a high note. We're going to celebrate. We're going to get up and we going to... But every now and then, I should be on my knees and I should fall flat and say, Father, for I'm a man of what unclean? (laughs) Stay stay with me, y'all. It's a hard message because it's. Listen, I'm telling you, I had to deal with it as I read it. I wanted to get rid of this message and I couldn't. This is for us all. Here, here, Here it is. He has to deal with himself. I, I, like, literally, when Isaiah is in the presence of God, of, of, of his it, a presence of God, God's holiness, he is met with humility and he has to acknowledge it. You have to humble yourself in the presence of God. This isn't the first time we, we see this type of act where where. Uh, uh, Someone would come into the presence of God. We we see in Judges chapter 6, Gideon, he says, Oh no, Lord, when I see the angel of the Lord face to face. Here, Here it is. Job even says it, My eyes have seen you. I reject my words and I am sorry for them. I am dust and ashes. Uh, uh, Peter in in Luke chapter 5 says he experiences the the holiness of God. He says, go away from me because I am a sinful man, Lord. John says in Revelation chapter 1, it says, when I saw him, I fell at the feet like a dead man. What's your excuse? When you experience... The holiness of God what makes you think that you can stand upright in the presence of a holy God what makes you think you are better than those who came before you what makes you think (laughs) the appropriate response to God's holiness his presence and his glory should be, woe is me. You must deal with the brokenness inside of you. Isaiah doesn't stop there. He says, I live among unclean people. And because my eyes have seen the King, the the Lord of armies, it's it's often thought here that Isaiah uh, was having his, he was thinking pastorally. He's thinking of those in whom he, he's come from. Uh, he, he makes a, what I believe a healthy evaluation of himself and his surroundings. Yeah. And, and you ask, why, why, why does he make an evaluation? It's because where he is standing is different, much different than where he's come from. Some of us need to take some time and evaluate our surroundings. Yeah, that's true. Many of us have come from unclean. But we get in the presence of God, and we go right back to unclean. And then we wonder why it just doesn't click for me. Because not only do you have to deal with you, you got to deal with what's going on around you. Isaiah's acknowledgment is, is, is that God is set apart from anything and everything that you or I will ever know. He says in verse 5, I am unclean. I'm a man of unclean lips. Uh, this hands down is one of my favorite parts of, of this passage is, is verse 6. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, and his hands was glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth and with it said, Now that this has touched your lips, your iniquities are removed. Your sin is atoned for. I I love this because... It's an act of God's grace. This, this isn't the first time Isaiah has experienced God's grace. Even him getting there when he first get it, gets into the temple, God could have wiped him out right there. Because he was unclean. But God gives him grace to even get to this moment where he says, I'm going to purify you. I'm going to clean you. I- Isaiah should have been wiped out in verse 1. The moment he came into the temple, he should have been wiped out. He's, he's, he's not only a gracious God that, that gives us a, a glimpse, but he's, he's a just God. So he has every right to take him out. You do not deserve to be in my presence. But I'm going to grace you because what I'm getting ready to prepare you for, you have to be purified. <laughs> In order for, for us to be cleansed we, and, and, and be used, we have to be cleansed. We have to be made new. There has to be a cleansing for us. Too often we repent of sin or a better way we acknowledge it we acknowledge our brokenness because sometimes we don't repent of it we just say man I'm really messed up in this area and then we go on and live our life <laughs> just saying I, I'm telling you this this sermon dealt with me first I'm just saying, I'm not preaching from no high throne. There ain't no throne up here, okay? We all sat down there together. I walked up here. Now I'm preaching it, all right? <laughs> I, I, um, I had to read the, the text a, a number of times before, like, it, it got to you. So, so I know you're sitting there and you're thinking, well... God's grace is sufficient. And some of us really think that way. Man, I messed up, you know, grace, 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 grace. It's as familiar as how we we pray over our food. That's how we treat God's grace. God is good, God is great. Lord, thank you for uh, not striking me down when I was rolling out of that bed yesterday. He, he, he we, we usually say, you know, he, he, I, I mean, that's why he sent Jesus. You know, if I'm gonna mess up, might as well do it now. Here, here's what Paul says. I, I love the way Paul says it. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Absolutely not. <laughs> he, he says, he says, just because there is grace available to you. Don't test it. Don't, 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 don't go in there and try to tell some. oh, you know, that water's warm, Lord. I know you're going, you're going to cleanse me after all this is done, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm telling the truth. I promise you. It's happened in my own life. And you sitting there and you're saying, he, you know, he just needs to go ahead and preach a little sermon and go and sit down. I am. I'm going to preach the whole counsel of God. Not only uh, do we have to acknowledge God's holiness, but but God's holiness necessitates active obedience. (laughs) Verse 8, then I heard the voice of the Lord asking, who will I send? Who will go for us? Watch this. Here am I. Send me. <laughs> you, you, you have to understand Isaiah has no idea what he's commissioning or being commissioned to. And yet his posture after seeing the holiness of God is, "I'm in." Thank you Y'all not now now. I think y'all, when y'all read the passage, like when we get here and we start and then y'all finish. Like, I think that's that's intentional because you read what just happened after he says this. We're going to get there. But but like he has no idea what the Lord is setting him up to do. But his posture after seeing the holiness of God. yo. I'm in. Where, where's the chariot? Send it now. I'm out. Let's go. Like, like you got, like, it's hard for me. I'm just going to make it personal. It's hard for me. Like, if I get in after a long day and then Pesco's like, hey, can you just get out the car? I'm like, can I have a second? Like, just, it's only to, only. To remember that I forgot that I said I was going to do it later. And then now she's back at the door like, hey, did you grab that from the car? It it takes me a a long time to actually like, like, you know, all right, y'all, I'm in. Like, Isaiah's like, before you end your last word, I'm in. Count me in. Is your posture that way? When God asks you. To do something? Or, or, or do you say I'm in as long as it benefits you? I'm, I'll keep moving. He, he, he here, Here's, again, here, here's the problem. The Lord gives grace. Um, um, like, please, just give me grace to say, to say these things. It's, it, I, I just, I have a hard time when we have to, as a church... Beg people to serve. Not uh, you're not serving us. You're helping the mission go forward. It it baffles me how we like now. Now, now I, I'm gonna say this because it's not like I'm not here. I'm here. I will I y'all saw all of the pastors here. Pick up a table, put it away, take a chair, move you 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 saw it already. You saw it. So now that you've saw us you you saw us do it. When does it become where we say I'm in? Because the mission and the vision that not Dr. Mason has, that God has given us as a church, I'm in, I'm going. For the creatives, it's not in here. For the creatives, even if it doesn't pay you. I'm with you, I'm a creative, I'm a millennial too. I'm a millennial too. I get it. I get feel, feeling undervalued. I get it. I get it. But that has nothing to do with what God called you to do for his church. All right. That was my soapbox. Off of it. Here we go. I don't even know where I'm at anymore. Um th- thank you, Pastor Curry. Verse eight, thank the Lord for good brothers like my brother there. Um I I, I do I do wanna I wanna steward this well, right? That that I'm, what I'm not saying is that Isaiah's call was easy. The call isn't always easy, but it is necessary. I wish it was always easy. I, I talk to my, my uh, family, so that's colleagues, all the time. And, like, it wasn't just a hard week for for me. It was a hard week for us. And Literally, when I when I first came here, I had Pastor E in my ear. I had uh, uh, Pastor Kurt in my ear, and they were saying, "If you can do anything else, do it." <laughs> Ministry's different. I don't. I'm just just gonna put it that way. Ministry's different. It's not always easy, but it's necessary. It's necessary that you put your hands to the plow. It's necessary that you devote your time, talents, and treasures back into the church. It's necessary. Now listen, do your thing. Hustle, entrepreneurship, all that. Do it. But that does not replace your sacrifice to God and his church. Does it? Let's keep going. What Isaiah is called to, it's not easy. Verse 9, go and say to these people, keep listening but do not understand. Keep looking, but do not perceive. Make the minds of these people, watch this, dull. Harden the hearts of the people. Deafen the ears and blind the eyes. Now, now can you imagine Isaiah's face at this time? What the heck did I just agree to? Forget Isaiah's face. My face would've been like, hmm, you know, all right, you want me to do, oh, okay. You just purified me, but yet you want me, got, got it. Now, I, I would have been, I don't know about y'all. You, so just for a moment, that's, that's, this is reality. Isaiah was a, a human being. So he had emotions, all of that. Imagine you being him. I'd be like, man, what? Huh? Give me a. Can I have a second to use the bathroom, get some water, all in my face, you know, clean myself up, just for a second? But Isaiah never backs out. He 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 never he never says, hey, you know what? Actually, you know, unpurify my lips. I'm I'm done. Like, take the, I don't know, I know you're God, you're holy, reverse the cleansing process, just, I'll go back unclean, just. Because what he's called to do is to go to the people he just came from and tell him that God's getting ready to destroy. What? Go back to the people in which I've I clearly said I'm among these people. Yeah. <laughs> and say what to them? Right. That you're going to destroy. I, maybe, maybe it's just me. Whatever. There, there's, there's significance here in this verse, though. It, it says, keep listening, which is outward, but do not understand, inward. Right. Keep looking outward, but do not perceive inward. They will hear, but because their hearts are hardened, they won't be changed. Yeah. They, 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 are, they are going to be preached to, but yet won't be changed and transformed. They'll hear the gospel, but they'll never come. Now, do you feel the weight that you have the ability to know Jesus? Do you appreciate that your eyes and your ears are open? God, give us a church that understands. Literally, he's called to go and say, like, give good news, but yet people won't. Like, there's, there's not going to be a revival. <laughs> Nobody's going to buck up here for an hour and a half. It's the, it's, I'm like, I'm just, it's the Bible, y'all. Like, we, we would want people to come to know Jesus. Come. Oh, come to, we sing it, the altar. The father's, he can't sing that at the end because they're not going to go. Like, y'all got, like, man, this don't help you. Listen, here we go. As a pastor, I'll be, I'll be foolish. If I thought that Sunday after Sunday, Saturday after Saturday, Thursday after Thursday, that y'all come here, that we're not talking to people who have closed ears. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised Is that going to change what we do here? Absolutely not. We're going to preach the word of God and believe that he's going to change things around. But you have to understand, I'm commissioned to go to a place of people who who I've I've dwelled with and they won't be changed. So I get to go out and say how holy God is, but none of them will say Man, I want to know about that Jesus. Tell me more about the holiness. So, here's here's my thing for you. With the fact that you have the ability to grow in your knowledge of God, are you going to take it? You going to show up to salt? You going to show up to new manity? You going to show up to service? Um. He says, to, the Lord says to Isaiah, this, this message that you're going to carry is heavy. This word won't be pretty, it won't be fluffy, it won't be wrapped in gold paper. No, this word that you are going to take, people are going to refuse. But I'm going to do it this way because they have refused me for too long. We love the holy, righteous, gracious God, but we don't like when he starts making decisions about our foolishness. I, I, like, y'all, y'all got stuck with me today because usually I'm just singing and I can't preach, but now that I'm here, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Literally, we love God when it's in our favor, but when we're rebuked, you know, let me cut out early before communion so that I don't take it in an unworthy way. Some of us still take it unworthy, but it's okay. Anyway, that's another thing. Literally, we, we like, I, let me stop making it about y'all. I like to talk about how gracious God is. I want to celebrate. I want to sing. I want to exalt him. But when it comes to correction. Do I have the same posture? He it, it, um, it says, this is not a time for them to see, understand, or be healed. He says, that opportunity has gone. It's past now. He said, now judgment will happen. There is no seeing with your eyes. There's no hearing with your ears. There's no understanding with their minds. There's no turning back. There is no healing. Judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And then here, here's what's interesting. Isaiah says, he has the opportunity to talk. He says, "Um, I know you're giving me this, but how long is this going to be? How long do you want me to to say these things before, you know, you start turning things around? This this is what he says. Until cities lie in ruin without inhabitants, houses without people, land is ruined and desolate. Verse 12. And the Lord drives the people far away, leaving great emptiness in the land. This is what he's saying. It's about to get bad, y'all. He, he, t- he tells Isaiah, he says, I, I get you might want to give them some hope, but what I'm about to do is, 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 how about this, it's right, it's just. I'm in the right. I have the green light to do this because I'm God, I'm holy, I'm righteous. And they've, For too long, taking advantage of my grace. He says, I'm tired of my people turning their back to me. I'm sick of bringing them out of danger, seen and unseen. He says, Now I have to act, I have to destroy. That's hard, yo. Like that's, that is difficult. Now imagine Isaiah again. I thought it was going to be a little season. Nah, I'm, until it's destroyed, until there is nothing left. That's how long I want you to talk about this. That's how long, and like when, when the seed doesn't produce fruit, I want you to keep saying and you still won't see nothing come of it. I, um, I'm glad that the sermon don't end here. Mm, like I, I'd be, like we would be terrified if the sermon ended right here. God's going to destroy everything. You'd be like, what? Huh? And although it doesn't end here, I do want you to see the weight of it, though. I don't want you to walk away and say, man, here we go again. Grace, grace, grace. That's true. But righteousness is also true. Justice is also true. I'm not gonna hide behind this pretty preaching that we hear some days not here at Epiphany Fellowship, some of the YouTube things you watch, you hear pretty preaching just gonna say what it is he could have wiped us out when we thought about that thing we thought this morning he could have wiped you out when you rolled out of that other person's bed he could have wiped you out when you were lying, cheating, and manipulating, he could have wiped you out, and he would have been right in doing so. Watch this. He would have been right in doing so as well, because like, like, he huh, he really doesn't need us, and and we sometimes look at it like, man, the Lord, he really need me to do that. <laughs> he he they they keep asking for people to volunteer. I'm always here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm always here. You know, I'm I'm here. I'm available. I'm doing it, and they like but your heart is far from me. Don't forget, there will come a time when he will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. (laughs) Here, he could have ended the passage right there and he would have been right. He could have wiped us out. It would have been the end of it. But look at verse 13. And I'm in my seat. Though the 10th will remain in the land, it will burn again. Watch this. Like the terebeth or the oak that leaves a stump when felled. The holy seed is the stump. Here's my last point. I'm in my seat. I promise. God's holiness necessitates dependence upon him for forgiveness. This, this is the hope but it's also a warning. It's hope, but it's a warning. It points that everybody will not be chosen. So with giving the warning that you have, choose wisely. Make your decision. It, it, it's hope because that's stump. That stump gives hope and grace to all who believe in Christ and Christ alone. I love the way how this unfolds. It's, it's that, that stump is is a uh, it's a prophecy. It's a promise. How do I know? Look, look, at, look at chapter 11, just a few chapters over, chapter 11. It says, then a stump will grow from the, then a, 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 sorry, where am I at? Then a shoot will grow from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his root will bear fruit. That stump that was burned in Isaiah chapter six, in chapter eleven, will produce fruit. <laughs> Do y'all see it? Even though there's destruction, for us there's hope. Well, yeah, yeah, y'all remember I mentioned uh, Warren Buffett, rich man, ruler, all that. One hundred uh, point five uh, point. Sorry. billion is net worth. This is what he says. Someone's uh, sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree long ago. Now, you might be saying, what does that have to do with me? It has everything to do with you, and especially for those who have trusted Jesus. Because without the tree that you benefit from, the shade that you benefit from if if that wasn't cut down then then you would still have to pay for your sins the the fruit that is that that will come up from that stone his name is Jesus yeah his his name his name is wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father That, that, that that stump that 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 was burned in isaiah chapter 6 in isaiah 11 is going to produce something y'all heard what i said it's going to produce it's going to produce a man named jesus and he's going to come let 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 me do it how how pastor uh uh, pastor mark did it he said he's going to come 42 generations he's he's going to be conceived of the holy spirit Born in a barn and placed in a manger. There will there, be no place for him to lay his head. He, he would be beaten and, and he would be whipped and, and he would be humiliated and, and he would be betrayed and, and he would be abandoned. And yet. Yeah. From destruction. There's hope. Because of the Holy Seed. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Here is what I leave you with today. For us, there is hope. But do not take that for granted. Choose ye this day who you will serve. Will it be God? Or man whatever the choice is yours but remember that the holy and righteous God who Isaiah saw in verse number one is the same God who's bringing destruction to the land but you have the opportunity to accept the seed that has been planted in the ground his name is Jesus every head bowed and every eye closed. This is not a word where we can run and, and jump. I mean, we can. At, at the end of it, we, we see that there's hope. But I, I do see that even, not just at Epiphany Fellowship, but but in the church right now, that there's a lot of pruning that's happening. We are seeing who is for God and who is against him. So I, 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 wanna, I wanna offer you this opportunity to trust the one, Who gave his very best for you. Who in all of his glory. Left his throne. His rightful throne. Gave Jesus Christ. As his best offer. If you ask God today. Lord I I need something. he He would take out his pockets and say I have nothing else to give you. Because I've given you Jesus Christ that's all you need so if you're here today and you want to put your faith in the one who is righteous, who is holy, who is just but who is also taken on flesh dwelt among us was bruised and betrayed was placed in the grave and risen on the third day. If you want to place your confidence in that, that man, Jesus Christ, would you just raise your hand? Don't let today go by without you put in your faith and your confidence in the one who remains forever. Is there one? Amen. This is an opportunity for us who have put our faith and confidence in Jesus Christ to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection. This is a celebration because we know how it ends, but we also know the sacrifice in which he had to make. And so... If you have your cups, can, you, can we all stand? On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. Said, this is my body, which is broken for you. That tree I created, it's going to be cut down and I'm going to be put on it for you. The blood that runs down that tree is for you. He says, As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. Took the cup and he said, This is the new covenant. As often as you do this, remember me. Let us drink together. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much that you have given us time and time again grace upon grace. You said, every morning we rise, we see new mercies. And for that, we say thank you. But Lord, we also have to acknowledge that in the presence of your holiness, we are unclean people. And so Lord, we now submit ourselves and say, purify us. When you purify us, Lord, use us. Help us to put our hand to the plow. To see that this is not for a personality. This is not for somebody who can give us something. No, this is for you and you alone. Help us to see it in that way. Lord, I pray for the one that has hardened their heart. Take the heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. But I pray, Lord, that you would make it so uneasy for them that every way they go, they can't help but to see your faithfulness, your glory, your holiness and turn away from their evil and sinful ways. Lord, would you be gracious, we pray. Receive now this benediction, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. God bless you. Go in peace.